0: And I pray the Lord today will bless you richly, richly, a great week, all this week. And to Jesus be all the praise. And God's dear people said, Amen. And thank you for being with me today. Listen, today I want to talk to you about touching the invisible. You know, faith relates to the invisible. And when we live by faith, we are touching the invisible. The Bible says this in 2 Corinthians 4. And Lord, thank you for your word. To you be the praise and the glory. Touch our hearts, Lord. Open our eyes that we might behold wondrous things out of your word. And God's people said, Amen. 2 Corinthians 4, beginning at verse 17. For a light affliction, which is but for a moment. I love that. Worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, the invisible. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. How do we touch that invisible world? How do we live in that invisible world? Well, you know... When we, when we begin to walk by faith uh, and we stop walking by sight, things begin to change. And we have to understand, first of all, that God Almighty the Father, He's the, He's, He's the source of faith. And God the Son is the Word of faith. And God the Holy Spirit is the substance of faith. So our world of faith, this invisible world we live in, the Father is the source, Jesus is the word, but the Holy Spirit is the substance, and we live in that substance. And we need to walk in that substance every day. That's what is meant by walking and living in the Spirit. Now, I want to just say uh, something to you. The Father gives faith. Jesus speaks faith. But it's the Holy Spirit that produces faith in our life. So it's the Father who speaks and gives it. It's the Father who delivers it. It's the Father who imparts it. But he imparts it through his Son. So we're hearing the voice of the Son. Remember, everything comes comes of the Father, through the Son, in the Spirit. So we have to be in the Spirit to go through the Son to the Father. So everything we receive of God. You know, there's a big difference between from God and of God because Jesus never said, receive from me. He said, receive of me because he is. He is. And God is faith. God is faith faith is not something faith is someone and our god gives faith because he is faith and jesus speaks it to us and the holy spirit brings the substance of faith into our lives so in in second corinthians four thirteen, we read we having the same spirit of faith so faith the substance of faith is the holy spirit he is The spirit of faith, as Paul calls him. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. So uh, the Holy Spirit of faith, once he is in your life and my life, that becomes our language, our language. So how do we touch the invisible? Well, We have to live in the Spirit. And once we're living in the Spirit, we're living in the substance of faith, the Holy Spirit of faith. And suddenly, that faith is expressed uh, in the Word, which the Holy Spirit uses to bring His substance. So He uses the Word to bring forth his presence, his substance. And that's why we read in Hebrews 11, remember where the Bible talks about, this is really important to capture this moment and this, this truth. So now faith is the substance. That talks about the Holy Spirit being the substance of things hoped for. He is the evidence of things not seen. So it's not uh, uh, mental. It's spiritual. What did Jesus say in John? Remember in John uh, chapter 6 and 63, he said, the words I speak, they are spirit. They are spirit. I think what a lot of people have missed, sadly, is they don't see faith as a person. They see faith as some power or a gift or a fruit, it's, it's more, way more than that. Yes, the Holy Spirit manifests himself through that fruit called faith, or the gift of faith, but He is the spirit of faith. 2 Corinthians 4, 13 makes it very clear that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of faith. And Jesus said, it is the spirit that quickens the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they're life. So when someone has only the word, he'll dry up. When someone only has the power, he'll blow up. But if they have both, they'll grow up. The word without the Holy Spirit will not bring growth to our life. The word without the spirit will bring legalism because the, the, the letter kills, remember that. The letter kills, but the spirit of the letter gives life. So Jesus said, it's the spirit that quickens. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you are a spirit. And that's why they could not understand that day. When he said, if you don't eat my body and drink my blood, you'll die in your sins. And they could not understand. He was talking about a spiritual impartation of his flesh, of his blood, but they didn't understand it. And they said, well, who can handle this? And they walked away. But today we have this blessed promise. If we walk in the spirit, we will overcome the flesh and the things of the flesh but the thing is how do you and I walk in the spirit well the word of God is the answer through the Holy Spirit through the teacher through the revealer of the word of God the Holy Spirit without the Holy Spirit we cannot uh, really even understand the Bible so We receive by the Spirit, and we exercise faith by the Spirit. So we don't pray for faith, we receive faith as we receive the Holy Spirit. Uh, You know, the Bible is clear that faith is here. God has given to every one of us faith already. Even a, a young Christian who's just been born again, has received faith already. In Romans 12, verse 3, it says, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that's among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. So we don't pray for faith. We simply accept it. We simply receive it and then work it, exercise it, How? By the Spirit. We receive the Word through the power of the Holy Spirit, by the presence of the Holy Spirit, and now it becomes life to us. Now, the Bible is clear. It says, with the heart, with the heart man believeth. So when people try to uh, get the mind in, you know, they they, they want to kind of uh, let the mind do the work. No, no. The mind cannot produce spiritual results. Only the spirit of man produces spiritual results. So in Romans, in Romans, Paul the apostle said something very, very, very powerful to us. Let's go to Romans 10 and verse 10. Even though you know that probably by heart, but I want you to to see through the light I'm giving you today. Okay? It says, for with the heart or with the spirit, man believeth unto righteousness. But then with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. But that's not mental. The whole problem has been with with faith, which is the world of of the invisible. The world of faith is totally the world of the invisible. But that world is lived by the spirit. Like Moses, you know when he stood in front of the Red Sea, he didn't see the Red Sea, did he? He saw God, while Israel saw the Red Sea. And they looked behind them, and they saw the Egyptians. That is seeing uh, wrongly. That's living by sight, not by faith. So Paul said, we don't live by sight. We live by faith. We see the invisible. Or David, when he said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Did he see the valley no? He saw the Lord. He saw the Lord. He saw by the spirit or the 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 spies. Remember the you know 12 spies who went into the promised land in the book of Numbers. 10 saw by sight and 2 saw by the spirit. So Joshua and Caleb said, "No, no, we didn't see giants. We are the giants. They're they're only food for us." <laughs> But the ten spies saw giants. They said, you know what? We saw the giants, and in our own sight, we were what? Grasshoppers. Wow. They saw themselves as grasshoppers. Remember this. The way you see yourself is the way the devil sees you. Oh, this is powerful. The way you see yourself is the way the enemy sees you. And so they said, we see ourselves as grasshoppers, and that's the way the devil saw them. So we have to see ourselves as God sees us. What does God say about us? God doesn't say you're grasshoppers. No. He says you are literally the image of Jesus. You are children of the living God. You have his, his image living in you. You have his nature living in you. You are king's kids, you know. You are royalty. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a, a treasured people. So let's see ourselves as chosen before the foundation of the world. Let's see ourselves as God's righteousness. Let's see ourselves as redeemed. And more than that, as God says in his word. Children of his love. All right, now, the minute you see yourself like this, it happens through scripture. You get to know the word. It's a process. You get to know the word. And now it becomes spirit to you. And it becomes spirit to you when you meditate upon the word of God. It enters into your heart. And so it says, with the heart, man believes. That's what happened to Abraham. He believed in God in Genesis 15. He believed in God. He literally had a spiritual understanding and he saw God in the spirit. And God declares him righteous. All right. So it's so, it's so important. It's so important what, what I'm talking about. Now, the Bible tells us the second we begin living in the Spirit, our language changes. Our language changes. Now, people that don't live in the the Spirit don't speak in the Spirit, and they're trapped by the enemy. So it says you're snared with the words of your mouth. You're taken with the words of your mouth. Proverbs 6, verse 2. That's what, what, what happened to those 10 spies. The devil saw them the way they saw themselves as grasshoppers. He said, okay, I'm going to treat you like grasshoppers. See, so it says you're snared with the words of your mouth. Proverbs 6, verse 2. You're taken with the words of your mouth. There is life and death in what we say. And if we speak what the Spirit of God is speaking through us, there's life. If we speak what the flesh is is, saying, there's death. So the Bible is clear that when we speak life and when we speak words of the Spirit, we are delivered. We are delivered. Look at Proverbs 12. Well, but look, it all begins with the Bible. It all begins with hearing the Word, receiving the Word by the Spirit. And then it begins to grow and grow in you and develop and start. And you start speaking what, you, what has filled your, your life and your heart now. You become, you know, like when, when God so said to Abraham in Genesis 17, he said, from here on your name is not Abraham, it's Abraham. Abraham means the father of a multitude. He became that. So every time Abraham said, I'm Abraham, he was saying, I am the father of a multitude be, before he even saw Isaac, before Isaac was born. So God said, your name now is Abraham, father of a multitude. Isaac came later in chapter 21. God changed his name in, in chapter 17. In chapter 21, everything changed. Now he is seeing it, but he was speaking it for a long time before he saw it. But because he saw spiritually, like Moses, he didn't see the Red Sea, he saw God. Like David did not see the valley of the shadow and so on. He just saw the Lord. He said, you you are with me. Jesus, what what did Jesus see? It says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He saw the church. He saw the victory of Calvary. See, that's how we keep ourselves touching and living in the invisible. Lord, I give you praise for this. Look what it says in verse 13. The wicked is snared by the transgression of his lips, but the just will come out of trouble. When we say the right thing, our troubles really are over, okay? Now, that's how we overcome the enemy. We overcome the enemy when we speak the word of God by the Holy Spirit, not by the flesh, not by repeating something because we memorized it. We say it because it's in us. It's a part of our life. So in Psalm 17, verse 4, it says, concerning the works of men, by the word of your lips, Lord, that you've imparted to my, to, my, to my heart, I have kept me from the path of the destroyer. What did David say? He said, Lord, I've hid your word in my heart, so I will not sin against you. So how do we overcome sin? By the word. But which word? Here or here? Ah, here. The word here has got to get here first before we see victory. It's got to go from the mind to the heart. And that happens progressively. It's a process of receiving the word and hearing the word and hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit through the word. And that happens progressively. It doesn't happen overnight, I promise you. I've been in the the faith over 50 years. I've learned it the hard way. Okay, Isaiah 80, uh, sorry, 8, verse 20. Isaiah, I wish there there was Isaiah 80, anyways, because I love that book. But look at Isaiah 8, verse 20. To the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there's no light in them. What is that light? It's the Holy Spirit. He is the light. He is the spirit of life and light. And when the Holy Spirit is in me, I speak the word of God correctly. And that's why it says the law to the law and to the testimony. If they don't speak according to this word, there's no light in them. But if there is light in them, they speak according to the law and to the testimony. And it's the Holy Spirit's presence that causes the word to be spoken out of us. Do you remember what it says in Isaiah 59? God said something powerful in that that portion. He said in verse 21, he said, As for me, this is my covenant with them, saith the Lord. My spirit is upon thee, and my words which I have put in thy mouth will not depart out of your mouth, nor out of the mouth of your seed, nor out of the mouth of your seed, seed, from henceforth and forever. Meaning, when I live in the Spirit, and I speak the words of God through the Spirit, it affects my children. It affects my grandchildren. So God says, here's the covenant I'm going to make with you. I'm going to put my Spirit in your life, upon your life, in your life. I'm going to put my words in your mouth. How? By the Spirit in your life. And then it will touch your children. It will touch your grandchildren, and they'll see results for the rest of their life. Jesus said something remarkable. The Lord said something remarkable in Mark 4. It's always amazed me, by the way. It's always amazed me. And I didn't understand it years ago. He said in verse 24, Mark 4, 24. He said, take heed what you hear. With what measure you meet, and that word use, with what measure you use, what you hear, it shall be measured to you. And unto you that hear shall more be given. Hear, how? By the Spirit. When I live the life of the Spirit, and I am allowing the Word of God in my life, as it comes in progressively, day by day, week by week, continually, even minute by minute, it begins to move me from faith to faith. Like Romans 1, 7 says, we live from faith to faith. We grow in that faith. And when we are growing, what we're not realizing is we are receiving. Because Jesus said, when you hear more, you receive more. So he said, take heed what you hear. Mark four twenty-four. Take heed what you hear, with what measure you use. That's what that, that old word of King James says meet M E T E means to use. Whatever I use, whatever I say, whatever I walk in, it shall be measured to you, and unto you that hear will more be given. The more I hear the word, and I receive the word, the more light God gives me, I can receive more of the word and live that higher dimension. Then I receive that, I go to a higher dimension, and I go from faith to faith to faith. For example, when the, when the disciples began, they, they began with no faith at all, because the Lord had to rebuke them for their lack of faith. In 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 Mark four forty, he said, "Where is your faith? Why are you so fearful? How is it you have no faith? Isn't that amazing?" But they grew from there because now that no faith became little faith, and so Matthew 4, uh, fourteen he says, "Oh, you have little faith." Hey, that's way better than no faith at all, because in Mark four and verse forty says, "You you." You have no faith at all, but then, oh you have little faith. but remember in Matthew eight, when, they, when that centurion came and said, just speak the word." He said, "I've not seen such great faith, such great faith. And then we see great faith in the apostles. We see great faith, and that great faith became perfect faith. and perfect faith is Galatians two verse 20. Oh, Paul on Paul relived that. Perfect faith. And this is what I mean by we grow, we grow from faith to faith. We mature as we hear, we receive more. And so Paul comes to the place of that higher faith. He says this in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live, watch this, by the faith of the Son of God. Not my faith anymore. It's his faith now alive in me. That's perfect faith. Thank you, Lord. So by that faith that begins small, we are saved. And then as it grows, we are sanctified. And as it grows, we are kept. As it grows, we overcome difficulties in life. And as it grows, we overcome the whole world. Because that's what it says. It says, by faith you're saved, Acts 16, 31. By faith you're sanctified, Acts 15, verse 9. By faith you're kept, 1 Peter 1, verse 5. And by faith we overcome all obstacles and difficulty, Romans 4, verse 18 through 21, just like Abraham. And by faith we overcome the world. 1 John 5, 4 and 5. That is touching. That is living in the invisible. It all begins as we receive the Word of God and we ask the Holy Spirit to impart His Word. And now suddenly life begins to live and to grow in us, His life, and we move from one level to another level, to another level. But we get so deep in the spirit, that like Moses, we don't see the Red Sea. We don't see the Egyptians behind us. We see God. We say, fear not, the Lord is here. Or like David, the Lord is with me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou art with me. I don't see the valley of the Lord, I see you in the valley. And that's why I am protected. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? You're with me, Lord. You're with me. Hallelujah. Lord, I praise your holy name. Lift your hands and thank him. I praise you, Lord, for your word. I praise you that your word is spirit. You said, Lord, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they give you life. Spirit and life. Lord, I pray that that word that your people receive will become life in them. That they will live it. Walk it. Experience it. Where the world will have no power on them. They'll overcome the world. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. I pray today the Lord took the scales off your eyes, allowing you to see a little deeper, you know, in the spirit, so that you can overcome obstacles every day. You can live with joy and freedom every day. And now I'm going to pray with you that God will give you victory in your finances. You know, finances seem to be such a big problem with all of us because they just show up every so often, you know, maybe more than every so often. 90% of our time is spent with doing something so we can pay our bills. 90% of our time. Think about how much time you spend making sure you have money for food, for clothing, for shelter, for the future, for security tomorrow, and so much more. God cares about that way more than we do. Way more than you and I do. He cares, yeah. But he gave us an amazing secret. He said, apply the spiritual laws I've given you, and you'll never lack. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteous cause, and all these things will be added. You won't have to worry about finance when you seek the kingdom of God and his righteous cause. That's what the Greek says, righteous cause. And that is the gospel, righteousness, the gospel. We honor the Lord with our substance. When we honor him with our substance, he guarantees the harvest will come. The future is secure. For it says, honor the Lord with your substance and the first fruits of all your increase, so shall your barns be filled with plenty. But it's a matter of faith. I mean, we give by faith. When I sow, I don't sow by sight. I sow by faith. I give money by faith knowing God promised to send the harvest right on time when I need it. That my needs will always be met in my natural world and natural life. Because that seed that I place in the hands of God, it turns into seed, spiritual seed. When I give God my money, when you give God your money, it turns into seed in his hand. He touches it. He blesses it. He gives it back to you. Lord, bless them. Give them that incredible assurance. All is well with their future, with their children, grandchildren, in Jesus' name, and their life. Amen. Now, sow today. Let your faith come alive. See in the spirit and sow and see the harvest coming back your way. And you can sow on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, benihin.org. Or simply text. Or simply text. The, 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 the information is right there for you. So let's do it. And Lord, I thank you for the harvest. Lord, we praise you for your blessed promise. The harvest will come right on time. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you tomorrow. Another powerful word. Benny Henn Ministries has stayed on the cutting edge for the past five decades. The Lord made it clear that keeping and storing all archives and resources should be a top priority. Thus far, we've rescued and digitized 10,500 of the 13,437 tapes from the past half century. Pastor Benny's legacy, life's work, calling, and anointing will be preserved for generations yet to come. Nearly 50 years ago, THIS GREAT ADVENTURE KNOWN AS BENIHAN MINISTRIES BEGAN WITH ONE VOICE. TODAY, THAT ONE VOICE CONTINUES TO BE AMPLIFIED OVER AND OVER THROUGH EVERY POSSIBLE MEANS. WHAT HAPPENS NEXT WILL BE THE GREATEST BLESSING OF ALL. ISN'T IT WONDERFUL WHAT THE LORD HAS DONE, AND TO JESUS BE ALL THE GLORY. I WANTED TO SHOW YOU THIS BEAUTIFUL REPORT ABOUT THE DIGITIZING of thousands and thousands of hours already of the great meetings from the past. Because we want to keep them for our children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. So we need your help still. So thank you, thank you. I just wanted to show you that your money is doing the job. What you gave in the past is really making it happen. But let's keep doing it for the Lord, please. This is for His glory. Because now it can go to every nation on earth, in every language on earth, because of your help. All right. You can give right now on the platform. You're watching me on. You can go to our website, benihim.org, or you can simply text BHM45777. So thank you for loving. Thank you for giving. And let's keep glorifying our wonderful Savior. Much love to you. Thanks again.